Hello and welcome to episode one of the Small Show Podcast. I'm Matthew Berman and today I'm joined by my father. Dad. Hello. So, how's life been today, father? How has life been today or how has life been? How's life been? Life's been good, uh, considering my family's still healthy and I still have a job and, uh... You know, my parents are still healthy, and no one I know has been super affected or has been lost by uh, anything to do with COVID-19 or coronavirus. So, things are things are alright. What are some things you like to do during social distancing? You need to do that. I think you can just put that down. Uh, some things I like to do during social distancing... Uh, pretty much the same things I do without social distancing because I naturally social distance from people. I The only thing I don't get to do that I normally do is go to jiu-jitsu. So, um, you know, I've been supplementing my training a lot with like lifting weights, um, getting a lot of cardio exercise, a lot, you know, doing a lot of like body weight workouts, kettlebell workouts, um, stuff like that. But for the most part, I didn't really hang out with people anyways, so it's not too different. But, uh, you know, when, when the weather's nice, I like to be able to go for a run. Uh, it's nice to be able to get off of work extra early because uh, of social distancing. I can't have too many people in the shop at the same time, so I get to be home a little bit more, have a little bit more time to myself. So it's, yeah, it's good. That's what I do. That's good. Do you, like, what are some things you like to do on your free time? Um, I like to work out, go for runs. That's pretty much it? Pretty much it, you know, uh, hang out with my kids, watch movies. Uh, yeah, not, not a whole lot, you know. I figure, I mean, like I said, I can't do the things I normally do in my free time, which is, you know, go to jiu-jitsu. Yeah. Let's move on to the more humorous, improv-y part of the um, episode. What are some of the funniest moments you've had in your life? I don't know. Anything. Something funny Uh... from, like, high school or something. Funniest moments. Well, uh, when I was in, I mean, I've had a lot of like dumb shit happen. Exactly. That's like. That's what we want. It's funny, but it's a lot of times it's funny now. It wasn't funny then type stuff um so trying to think of like so one of my one of the most heartiest laughs I've ever had in my whole life was I was walking with my friend Chris and we were walking to his house and uh, we were we had smoked some weed so we were both pretty high and we're just walking to his house just chilling like no big deal and 
we're walking through these trees that drop these little fruits. And I can't remember the name of the fruits, but they fucking reek. They smell like shit. <laughs> and so we're walking and I'm like, you know, and mind you, this is his walk that he goes every day to mm-hmm. his house. So he's already familiar with these things. I'm not. So I like step in them and I'm like, oh God, dude, I was like, the fuck is that smell? It smells like shit. He's like, oh yeah, those are the shit berries. <laughs> and we both sat there and like cry laughed for probably 15 minutes over the word shit berries. Uh, you know, it was funny, but we, I mean, obviously we were, you know, we'd been smoking weed, so it was even funnier, but uh, you know, even still, that story still like makes me giggle <laughs> and like puts a smile on my face. Um, another one that's you know not as innocent, but like it's probably one of the most ridiculous stories um, I've ever been told or been a part of was. Um, you know, my ex one day was <laughs> at uh, Knob Hill, which is a grocery store back in uh, California. And she is waiting for a parking spot. <clears throat> Zeus, no! And uh, she's waiting for this parking spot. She's got her blinker on, whatever. And this fucking like, this dude or this chick, I don't remember pulls in the parking space mm-hmm. and uh, her name's Ashley. Ashley loses her shit and starts cussing at this person and arguing about this on my fucking spot, whatever. And the other person's like, yeah, fuck you, whatever. And no joke. Ashley tells this person like, fuck you, bitch. I'm going to shit on your car. I remember laughing so hard. Just the thought of like someone taking a shit on your car while you're in the grocery store because they're mad at you made me laugh. Oh, I mean, I don't know, dude. I've had a lot of funny, like funny type things happen, you know, but I can't really like point one thing out to you as like the funniest thing in my life. Zeus, no. Are you going to go in your crate? Yeah. That's it's really funny. Did she actually say that, though? Yes. That's a, a true story. And it's not fabricated. It's not added to. It's not emboldened in any way. That is a factual story. What's the funniest thing you've done to get someone to laugh? I, um, I don't know. I can't really... I mean, I'm not that guy. Like, I don't really go out of my way to make people laugh, I guess. I think I'm just naturally, like, an... A humorous person. Uh, I guess, yeah. Like, I'm just kind of like, I can be a little high energy sometimes. Um, sometimes not so much, but, um, 
you know, I don't intentionally, like, I don't do anything extra. I'm not going to, like, fucking, like, you know, endanger myself or my well-being for someone else's expense to, like, so they can laugh. Like, I'll make a fucking joke, and if you're not going to laugh, well, then fucking whatever. Like, that's it. I'm moving on with my day. Um, you know, the only people I really, like, put myself into, like, situations or do things for that I wouldn't do is, like, my wife and my, my kids. You know, I wouldn't do a lot of the things I do to make them laugh for any, anybody else, really. What's the funniest thing you've seen me, Moose, or Mama do? Um... Because I, I know you've laughed at a lot of the stuff we've done. I mean, yeah, I laugh, I laugh a lot, you know. Um, I try not to take life, like, too seriously, and... I just saw my slip and snap. I think that, uh, excuse me, I think that, you know, like, I mean, you should be laughing, life, life is funny, mm-hmm. uh, funny things happen all the time, um, you know, life is, you know, not very serious, all of this means nothing, really, you know, your life is insignificant as much as it is significant, so, it's about as significant as this fucking dog whining at the door, <laughs> Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I can't, I can't give you a story of the, the funniest thing. Yeah, I can't. Pretty, pretty solid there. Do you have any questions you want to ask me? Um, I mean, I don't, I don't know. This is... very uh odd it is very odd this entire thing is very odd it is very odd um thank you for um joining the episode yeah I appreciate it I'm happy to do it um no I don't have any any questions for you specifically um yeah I guess like do you want to like switch roles and you want me to be the like the host of the <laughs> podcast? Cause that's what it sounds like. No. It sounds like you're asking me to take over your podcast <laughs> and be like, this is dad's podcast now. <laughs> Let me be the center of attention. Um, I did want to go to a different section since we have the PS5 coming out. What is your, what was your favorite game to play when you were a kid? Uh, well, I didn't have a PlayStation as a kid. It can be any console. Um, that's a good question. So, like, when I was really little, I think Duck Hunt was one of my favorite games. Duck Hunt is a really good game. I like anything with, with shooting. Um, and then, um... Um, I mean, obviously, like, anyone growing up in my generation, like, you only had so many games. Mario was really fun, obviously. Um, Battletoads was one I remember enjoying quite a bit. What do you do in Battletoads? Uh, Battletoads is a lot like how Mario was, except for with, like, a little more violence, like, punching and kicking. Um, but 
they just like went through maps. <laughs> um, you just go through the map, you know, defeating foes and getting over challenges and you know fighting bosses and. pretty sounds like it was a a pretty popular game for its time i'm sure i'm sure it was i was like really young so i have no idea i have no context well then let me ask a better question what was your favorite game to play as a teen or like 20s um so like as a teenager I would say that I probably spent the most time, most money, and most effort into Counter Strike. Counter Strike is such which, a good game. Yeah, I mean, uh, times were different then. They had land centers because mm-hmm. you couldn't play online like you do now. Uh, obviously, with the PC game, also, um, it's a pretty realistic game. Um, I mean, obviously, you could like modify the maps and the rules and the gravity and stuff like that to make it a little less, but. You know, um, a lot of tactics in that game. Um, I enjoyed Counter Strike uh, a whole, a whole lot. Um, and then, you know, uh, probably, I mean, Halo. Probably those are probably the two that I played the most um, as a teen. Um, and then they were like, kind of at the same time, like. You know, while I was still playing Counter-Strike and stuff, like, when we'd be at the house, we'd be at somebody's house or something, we'd be playing Halo. Because, you know, you can't really have, like, five people play Counter-Strike on one computer Mm -hmm. at your friend's house, so. Alright. Favorite game as an adult? I know you like God of War games, so that's the next question, but. Okay, so, yes, I would say that uh, the God of War series <laughs> um, I don't know if I prefer any one over the others. I think I enjoy them all um, differently, but I, I do enjoy all of the God of War games. Would that include the new one that came out in 2018? Uh, yes. Um, all of them. You completely just destroyed my next question then, because I was about to ask you what was your favorite God of War game. Since you already answered that, you don't really prefer favorites. Um, oh, I'm not a huge favorites, favorites person. Favorites yeah. person, which is why it's ironic why you're asking me like what, all these favorite questions. What's my most and what's my favorite and what's this and that's not how I live my life. What is the worst movie you've ever seen? I don't know. I've seen a lot of really shitty movies. What's one of them? Um, I guess it depends. Like, are you talking like? Like, action movies, because, like, most action movies are fucking total garbage. Except the Marvel, um, Marvel makes good Well, but that's because it's your disconnect from reality. Like, you understand when you're watching a Marvel movie or a superhero movie or a sci-fi movie that you are disconnecting from reality. I think the problem with a lot of action films is they don't set the premise for you to disconnect from reality. So, like, when you watch Fast and Furious... Mm-hmm. 
right, when you watch the very first Fast and Furious, it's still, like, somewhat set in reality. Like, um, obviously they do, like, some stuff that's, you know, probably not super feasible, but it, it's nothing, like, super crazy. Unlike, like, what was that fucking Fast and Furious movie with Ronda Rousey where they're in Dubai and they drive that, like, fucking Ferrari from one skyscraper to another, like, and drive it down the side of a building. I mean, just all kinds of, like, ridiculous shit that could never fucking happen. Mm-hmm. Um, that just gets, like, super over the top. And it's hard because you they didn't set the premise for you to disconnect from reality. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you look at movies where, like, people can fly and shit like that, and you're like, you know, no big deal. But that's because they set the premise that you're going to have to, ex- you know, disconnect from reality to enjoy this film. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, I've seen a lot of really bad movies. I've seen a lot of really great movies. Um, you know, I don't, I don't make a list that I keep in my brain. I don't, I don't save space in my mind for stuff like that. Let me rephrase the question. Out of all the genres, name one bad movie, and then with that bad movie, describe it. So you can choose any genre you want to of film that you've seen a really bad movie of and then describe that movie and why it was so bad. I'm, I'm trying to explain to you that like, I don't walk around with a section but of you my just, brain. You just told me that there you've seen some pretty bad movies. Yes. You, we all have, but that doesn't mean that like I store them in my brain. I try not to like have negative thoughts in your head. No, it's not even, it's not even negative thoughts in my head. It's like, who the fuck, like, I have so much going on in my day-to-day life. Like, how the fuck am I supposed to remember this shitty fucking movie that I saw and what genre it was in? Like, <laughs> genre. if it was a shitty movie, I probably want to fucking forget about it anyways. <laughs> you know, it's like, if I asked you every time, like, you had a bad, like, a meal that you, like, that was mediocre, that, like, you didn't, like, love, you'd be like, You've, you eat dinner every day. You're mm-hmm. going to tell me you remember every, like you know, crappy meal you had. No, you probably try to forget about it. You might remember like what, like I said, like Fast and the Furious is probably like, as of right now, my least favorite of all franchises. Like it's the fucking worst and I hate it. Um, which sucks because I started off really liking Fast and the Furious. It's just, it's just gone so fucking sideways and just d- plot doesn't make sense. And like, shit's just unbelievably just dumb. So I can't, um, but yeah, uh, I don't, I don't have a space. I don't have a drawer in the back of my mind for all of that information. I think I'm sorry. It's all right. So I know you like jujitsu. So would you like to explain why jujitsu interests you so much and martial arts in general? Um, so, I mean, I think, I mean, why it interests me now or why, it, like what interested what got me interested in it in the first place. Yeah, that and other things you like to do, like kickboxing. I know which one though, Matthew, is it? Is it what? What, is, what, what got in, you into it? So. And uh, what keeps you interested in it? So what got me into jujitsu and, and the martial arts um, was, you know, watch, watching UFC uh, events and stuff like that. And, you know, I had been a knucklehead most of my life. You know, been in fist fights and stuff. Not a lot. Like, I'm not, like, some, 
you know, world beater. Like I could, you know, I beat the shit out of anyone who looked at me wrong or something like that. But, you know, I was an aggressive young man and angry and hostile. And, you know, from time to time I'd get in a, in a fist fight or, you know, and my friends and I used to always like box with like fucking really small boxing gloves on and beat the shit out of each other with them. You know, people getting knocked out in backyards and, you know, people breaking their hands and shit like that, people breaking their noses, um, you know, just because we were tough, we thought we were tough guys or whatever, but, um, yeah, I remember watching UFC and, um, thinking like, oh man, I could do that shit, like, you know, I've been, and I've been, I've been beat up before too, it's not like I'd only ever like beat up people, one of the things I know about myself is that, you know, if I'm not, if I'm not like broken or my body can't continue or like knocked out, like I, you know, I can't remember a fight where I ever got my ass beat and just like quit. I never like ran away. I never like begged anybody to stop hitting me. I've never been in that situation. Um, so, you know, I was like, oh, I'm tough. Like I'm, I'm all these things, you know, I could, I could do this. And so I remember it started, I had a friend who was a, large human being he was a bouncer and all this and that and I worked with him uh at Safeway and uh he was like oh yeah yeah I did I did a couple MMA fights and like this and that so like I got with him and you know he like did some little like backyard training with me just like some bullshit but like he didn't really teach me anything he just kind of showed me like you know how like unskilled I was completely just uh had no idea what I was doing so then uh, by happenstance, I'm at work. And mind you, this whole time, I'm just like a UFC fan. I really enjoy watching it, stuff like that. And I'm lifting weights and stuff. You know, I'm working out. But um, I guess it actually started with... Or yeah, that was... Was it before or after? I'm trying to remember the, the timeline, really. But... Um, oh my goodness, this dog. Um... You know, even, like, my brother at one point had been interested in it. Uh, my brother Joe, he downloaded uh, Boss Rudin's DVDs of combat. And we used to drill arm bars and leg locks and, you know, rear naked chokes and, and all this stuff. And he did it for a little while, and then he, you know, he got got over it. Um, and so, like, I, I knew a little bit of grappling. Like, you know, white belt, like, don't really know much of anything, but. And then I watched a lot of UFC and then I met this dude at work. So I'm working one day and this guy, I'm outside. Mind you, at this time, I was like smoking cigarettes, eating fast food and drinking and stuff. And I wasn't like taking care of myself. And this fucking dude walks by and he's fucking jacked. And he's got on these MMA shorts and this MMA hoodie. You know, it's a clothing line that I was familiar with. And I'm like, oh man, this dude looks like a fighter. And so... Uh, you know, I finished my cigarette, I go inside and he happens to be shopping in my department and he had a daughter that was, you know, a few months younger or older than my daughter at the time. And so, you know, um, I started like talking to him and, you know, talking to him about his daughter and stuff like that. And then I asked him if he trains, you know, I'm like, do you do, you know, do you do MMA or he's like, kind of like gets this like fucking little, like I'm a cool guy smirk. And he's like, yeah, I train. And I was like, oh, man, yeah. Like, you know, I've been looking into it. It's just so expensive. And, you know, training jiu-jitsu is expensive. Uh, you know, 
you, you do have to invest a lot of money, especially if you want to go to a, to a good school. And so he's like, oh man, like I can take you to, to my, my gym for, for free for like, you know, a few classes or whatever. I'm like, for real? He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, you work tomorrow? I said, yeah. He's like, same time? I was like, yeah. He's like, I'll pick you up. And mind you, like, never in my life had any stranger done something kind like this for me. So um, I was, like, kind of taken back. Like, is this full, like, serious? And uh, <clears throat> um, so I'm all excited, whatever. Next day, uh, I'm at work. I get off work and I'm waiting around after work and I don't see anybody. Mind you, I don't know what kind of car he drives, you know. Um, I don't even think he had my phone number. I don't even think we exchanged phone numbers. It was just so like, you know, past, like we just kind of done it randomly. And then uh, sure enough, like 10 minutes after I get off work, he shows up. He's like, oh, I'm sorry, I'm late. I get in. So I get in the car and, and he drives me over to uh, this gym that's at like a, a fitness facility where they do like Zumba and like you know, cardio kickboxing and all this stuff. It's not an MMA gym. It's not a jiu-jitsu academy either. It's just mm -hmm. a place that has a couple mats and like some punching bags and stuff. So, uh, yeah, my first day there, um, you know, I mean, I remember like being dead during warmups, you know, doing bear crawls and high knees and all this stuff. And then, um, yeah, I, I mean, I got my ass beat a lot by really small people. Um, and I realized that I, I didn't know how to fight at all, um, that I was not as tough as I thought I was um, in the sense of like, I couldn't beat people up, you know, like I thought I could. Um, and I wanted to, you know, I wanted to learn. I was like, man, if these little guys can beat me up, like I want to be able to learn how to, you know, handle myself, imagine what I could do, you know, with my size. And uh, yeah, that's kind of how it started. Um, I think, you know, like uh, training jiu-jitsu, um, doing martial arts in general for the most part um, is kind of a douchebag filter. Um, you know, I think jiu-jitsu more so because like in pure grappling, it's a lot easier to get submitted by a smaller person. Mm -hmm. That's why I think you see a lot more, you know, to be frank, you see a lot more like douchebags and meatheads doing kickboxing and MMA um, because your size matters so much more and your raw strength and your natural athletic ability matter a lot more, um, in jujitsu, especially with the gi on, um, you know, your size and athletic prowess isn't as important as your technique. Mm -hmm. Um, so I think that's what makes jujitsu so awesome is that like, you know, the guys that stick with it had to swallow their pride to stick with it. You know, you had to go through those times of, you know, really being the nail and just getting like fucking beat up and mm -hmm. getting your ass kicked uh, every time you, you went on the mat. So, um, you know, and I think what keeps me in it now, I mean, one, I mean, when you've committed as much time as I have, you know, like I, I even if I wanted to quit one day, if I don't attain my black belt and I have these ears, like, come on, dude, like, you can't look like this and then not, not at least, you know, achieve your goal. So there's always that, like, it's always a part of my life just because of how I look. I'll, I can't ever avoid it. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, people see me and it's either like, Oh, you a fighter or did you wrestle or, you know, uh, 
occasionally if people know, you know, about jujitsu, like, oh, you, do you train? That might be their question, but, so there's that, but I think the biggest thing is, is, um, you know, I just, I just like doing jujitsu. I just like being on the mat. I just, you know, um, I just like learning. I like trying to improve myself. Um, and I think jujitsu is a great place to start, uh, improving yourself. And I think that if you stay on the, the path, uh, with jujitsu and martial arts in general, but jujitsu more specifically, at least in my case, um, you, you better yourself on the mat and you better your technique. Um, and I think you learn to, uh, let your ego go a little bit. Um, and then that transfers over into your, into your real life where you learn to better yourself as a human being, not just, uh, not just as a jiu-jitsu practitioner. So, you know, I'm chasing some goals. Like I want to get my brown belt, get my black belt. You know, I want to continue to, you know, be uh, the best, you know, jiu-jitsu practitioner that I can be and learn new techniques. And it's fun, you know, and make friends and, uh, it's a great stress reliever. Uh, you know, obviously it's not for everybody, but I think everybody should at least give it a shot. Yeah, that's my, how I started and why I keep doing it, I guess. It's cool. When you, well, let me start with this. How long have you been doing jiu-jitsu for? Um, so about, man, um, off and on for, uh, eight, almost eight years now, I think about eight years, because uh, I think you were, you were four, first time you ever put a gi on, um, I think I was still a white belt when you started training, so. Blue belt. I don't, I don't think I had my blue belt yet, because there was a point where you were training and I wasn't. So, like, like, you and Nay, or you, sorry, Nana didn't train at that time, just you. Um, I wasn't even training at that time. I was just, like, coming in so you could go to the kids' classes. Um, I've been, I did jujitsu on and off. Eight years, eight years back. You literally started, like. When you started. Yeah, a few months after I did. School. Um. What was my question that I completely forgot? <clears throat> I was going to ask you. Like, I don't remember. Well, if I remember, I'll come and ask you. So. I'm not telling you to take over my podcast, but I would like to ask you if there. I would like to ask you if there's anything interesting you've learned just about life normally. Anything interesting you think that's happening besides the coronavirus right now that you want to talk about? Um. Hello. Dude, are you like not like keeping an eye on Moose, like slamming on the windows and stuff? No. Nana knows we're in here. I understand that, but Nana's outside in the backyard. Nana playing. didn't say anything to us. She looked at me upstairs because Maddox is slamming on the window. She didn't she tell us. She pointed at Maddox. She didn't tell us to watch Maddox. She was out there with him, and then she left. We've been in here. We've been so in here. So that's on her. We've been in here for around 40 minutes. 
Well, now we have a dog that has joined our podcast. Say hi, Zeus. Uh, I mean, no. Do anything I think is interesting. I mean, I think it's interesting to see what, like, the world is doing as far as, you know, dealing with coronavirus. There's really not... I mean, the world's kind of shut down right now. I feel like there's no... There's no anything right now, except for essential workers working and politicians, you know, politicking. That's pretty much it. Um, you know, uh, <laughs> uh, you know, I do think it's interesting to see like how the world is changing, what types of changes will stay when we do go back to whatever normal will be. Whether everything goes back to exactly how it was before, or if it, you know, changes, I don't know, but I'm interested to see what that will be like. (laughs) No. Well. (laughs) His head hit my knee. (laughs) That felt really bad. (laughs) Do you think life would ever go back to normal? Like how it was after this coronavirus was, like, slowed down? Um, uh, I mean, do I think it will? I think there's a great possibility that things unfortunately will go back to exactly how things were for most people there will be a you know a small few that um hopefully uh uh um hopefully you know for a select few things will be better for them um you know i would love to see more people Thank you. It doesn't really matter. Um, I think for some people, like, I would love to see more people working from home, uh, you know, spending more time with their families, um, you know, and having the freedom to kind of, like, work at their own pace and and uh, have a little bit better of a work-life balance. Um, I mean, I feel like that would be a bit more chaotic for essential workers because they wouldn't be able to do that work from home, depending on their job. Well, I mean, like, mom's an essential worker. Mm-hmm. So she's... she works from home, but, like, with you, grocery, how does... Well, yeah, I mean, obviously you wouldn't be able to do that. Like, there's just some jobs. That, it's like saying, like, a construction worker is never going to be able to work from home. Like, your job is to, like, build things. You're not going to be able to build a house you know, 25 miles away from your house if you're at home. So just like, I can't cut meat, you know, be a butcher and run a shop if I'm at home. So, um, but I think, you know, overall, I would rather, I would rather more people be able to do that, even if I'm not one of those people. Mm -hmm. Um, I think more people having a better work-life balance, more people you know, living their life the way they want to or, 
is more beneficial to them um, will benefit everybody. Um, you know, all, all ships rise with the tide is kind of my, my thought, you know. If more people are happy, that means I'll have less asshole customers. Mm-hmm. And the less asshole customers I have, the happier I am at work, you know. Um, is there <coughs> a raised pay for essential workers right now? Um, there's not like a federally mandated or even state, uh, you know, mandated, uh, hazard pay as of yet. Uh, you know, I work for Whole Foods, so Whole Foods has a $2 an hour bonus, um, that you get. And, uh, they, they offer, you know, if you get coronavirus or if you, for whatever reason, have to miss work for two weeks due to coronavirus, uh, Whole Foods can, can pay for it. Um, but I mean, if we're being honest, like $2 an hour, you know, is 160 bucks a paycheck, you know, it's $320 a month. Um, what's $320 a month if, you know, my wife dies because I brought home coronavirus or, um, you know, or my mom dies because I, you know, dropped off groceries and, you know, there happened to be something on there. But, um, you know, I mean, human beings, we take the risk every day when we, I mean, you're never guaranteed your life anyways. Um, I just think that if others get the uh, opportunity to choose between working and staying home, and I say that carefully because some people don't have, or they don't think they have the choice. They're just told like, you know, your business can't open. That that doesn't mean you can't go get a job at McDonald's. That doesn't mean you can't get a job at Whole Foods or at Safeway or for Instacart. So there is a way for you to be making money. It just might not be worth it to you, whether you feel that that job is below you or you'd rather just take the unemployment, especially because, you know, unemployment right now has a, uh, a larger portion uh, than you would get normally without coronavirus. So for some people, you're actually making more unemployed than you were making working. Um, and I know for a lot of small businesses, you know, or the majority of small businesses, um, you know, this is going to be a terrible time because there's not enough money for all of them. But, um, I don't think $2 an hour is adequate, um, has, you know, hazard pay. I don't think $320 a month, um, is worth the risk to my family. Obviously I, I, you know, people have made comments you know, to us at the store that, well, you guys are heroes. You know, one of the team members was like, oh, thank you for that, you know, but really we're hostages. And you have to remember that people in the grocery business, we we don't have a an option for paid, uh, you know, uh, pandemic leave. You know, there is no like, you know, paid time off because of coronavirus unless you're directly affected by it. So if we wanted to take time off during this time, we're allowed to, but you have to use your PTO and then after that, and then we would not be allowed to claim unemployment um, because technically we're still employed. We would have the opportunity to work. So if you don't have any money in your savings and you don't have any PTO or you're someone like me who tries to save his PTO for when his children get sick, um, you know, we spent, you know, almost a week in the hospital 
with Maddox, uh, last year. And, um, you know, I, I now worry about a situation like that happening again. So I'm not going to just blow through my PTO, but you know, I don't think $2 an hour and 320 bucks a month is worth the risk that not just myself, but team members in general are, are putting out there, especially like our team members that are, um, you know, older, like if I have a team, I personally don't have anybody on, on my team, but in the store, we have people that are, you know, in that at risk age group. And, you know, obviously they're not required to come to work. Nobody is required to come to work, which I think is great. I hope they are doing that at least, but, um, you know, they're, they're doing this without pay, mm-hmm. you know, um, and, you know, as far as I know, they're not allowed to get any unemployment or disability or anything, any sort of, uh, government financial assistance. So it's a weird situation as far as the, the compensation goes. Um, I have a, so do you only get paid $2 an hour? Cause you said that was a $2 bonus. Yeah. So no, I mean, obviously I make my like regular wages. They're not paying me $2 yeah. an hour. I mean, that's like you pay me $2 an hour. I'll tell you, go fuck yourself. Like, <laughs> I, I've never done anything for $2 an hour. This isn't fucking like, you know, this isn't the, the Jimmy Jones. This isn't the 20th century anymore. You know, like it's the 21st century. Yeah. You know, I, it, $2 an hour hasn't been a living wage for I don't know how fucking long. <laughs> it's been a real long time. So, um, Is that a long question? Yeah. How's uh, your day been today? Uh, pretty boring. Just uh, been doing literally nothing. Just staring at my phone. Were you planning on <coughs> doing anything today? Were you going to go uh, drive mean, by the track and see if it's... I don't know. We, we might. I don't know. Uh, you know, I might just work out in the basement. Might go for a run. Might, you know... My running shoes just came in, so I'd like to go for a run as well. Well, you can see, obviously, there's, uh, you know, still about five, six inches of snow on the ground, so might not be the best day for a run, but the sun's out. As long as there's no super strong breeze and that sun is keeping it warm, then it should be fine. should be fine, Well, uh, that's going to wrap it up for episode one of the Small Show Podcast. Thank you for joining me and my father today. Say goodbye, father. Goodbye, father. (laughs) All right, goodbye.